Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. about how meekness in our culture it's often thought of as this you know kind of weak-willed weak-minded but that's not what it is it's it's actually strength that has simply been submitted to a higher authority and then as we grow in our relationship with him and our gratitude for his love we recognize that we don't deserve it that it's not because we're so special but it's just because he's so wonderful then we find it easier and easier to be merciful toward other people. Do you know anyone who is just easy to love? No matter what they say or do, you just want to keep raining kindness on them. Pastor Robert today reminds us that that's how God feels about us. You may say or do things that he doesn't like, but he will always love you. Set time apart today to really get to know him in return. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. been working our way through the book of Matthew. We've really slowed down our practice, if you will, at at Calvary Miami Beach is just to go through the the Bible chapter by chapter and verse by verse and read it together and talk about what it says and what that means and and just try to dig into it. And in the book of Matthew right now, we've made it as far as the uh, Beatitudes portion of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we've come today to what may very well be the most thought-provoking statement in that whole section of Scripture. So I want to back up and kind of look at it in context. Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, tells us, seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. Now this is talking about Jesus. Seeing the multitudes, Jesus went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, probably wise at this point, to remind ourselves that Jesus, in this sermon, what he was doing basically was describing for us some of the primary attributes and benefits of a Christ-like nature. What he was not doing, he was not giving us a new law, like some new test, new you know, new set of New Testament rules to follow or laws 
to keep or, you know, code of conduct. That's not what he was doing. He was explaining the work that he intends to do in the life of every individual who turns to him in faith. And as we grow in his grace, and he, he brings us to, you know, greater and greater depths of spiritual maturity, he tells us that we will see with increasing clarity our own poverty of spirit. That was the first one, blessed are the poor in spirit. And then when we realize how unlike him we are, you know, when we recognize our imperfect nature and just how messed up we really are, we're going to mourn over that. That poverty of spirit produces a a grief, a mourning. And, And then from that, you know, as we learn to trust him, as we learn to mourn more, it's like, okay, I'm seriously messed up. And, you know, so you got, please help me, please. And we learn to trust him. We learn to, to look to him and, and trust his plans and trust his will for our lives. And so in meekness, we submit ourselves to his perfect will. And we talked about how meekness in our culture, it's often thought of as this, you know, kind of weak-willed, weak-minded, but that's not what it is. It's, it's actually strength that has simply been submitted to a higher authority. And then as we grow in our relationship with him and our gratitude for his love, we recognize that we don't deserve it, that it's not because we're so special, but it's just because he's so wonderful, then we find it easier and easier to be merciful toward other people because we, we remember, and, and we're going to talk a lot about this today, you know, that no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. All, all people we deal with the same stuff. We struggle with the same issues. We're broken and flawed in the same ways. And as we recognize that and and we realize it becomes easier to show mercy to other people. And he told us, you know, if you're merciful, you're going to obtain mercy. And this all brings us then to the one we're looking at today, purity of heart. And this promise that we will see God. And, And that brings me to an abrupt halt because my heart is anything but pure. You know, I wrestle with all kinds of junk. And I realized years ago, you know, that based on that scripture, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. So if I'm still struggling with unbelief and selfishness and whatever else, well, then so are you. Because whatever I'm dealing with, The rest of humanity is dealing with it. No temptation has overtaken me, but such as is common to man. Now, a little side note here, because what I find is that quite often, many, many, many Christians seem to have this delusion that pastors outgrow that stuff. You know, that that there is such a thing as a mature man of the cloth. No, they don't exist. Maturing men of God, maturing women of God exist, but none of us ever reaches the goal of spiritual maturity to the degree that now we have outgrown temptation and sin in our lives. You see what I'm driving at? And it's a big deal. This is a big, big, big deal because no temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man. We're all dealing with the same stuff. And the minute we recognize that, okay, I'm not special, I'm not any more wicked, I'm not any less wicked 
than anybody else, the minute I can see that, see, I'm one step closer to seeing God, purity of heart. I heard a teacher years, years and years ago, you know, he, was, he wasn't talking about this passage. He was talking about the passage where the Bible commands us to be perfect, you know, Jesus actually said it, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. And it's like, okay, that's impossible. Well, then why did he present it as a mandate? Why did he, why did he present it in an imperative tense? Be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Would Jesus ask of us something that we're incapable of doing? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. The bad news is that's an impossible thing for you to do. The good news is when he gets finished with you, you'll be able to. You may be closer than you think. This teacher pointed out, he said, you know, none of us is capable of transforming ourselves. You know, I can't make myself perfect, but when I come to God with that attitude, in other words, you know, like the, the Jesus told us the story about the two that went into the synagogue to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector or something. I, I don't, to be, I'm ashamed to say it, but right now I don't remember what he was. He was just messed up. Amen. Amen. But he knew he was messed up. And so he's crying out to God. He's so, it's like, you know, he was just so aware of his unworthiness. And he was crying out for mercy, crying out for forgiveness. And, and the other guy was like, oh, thank you, God, that I'm not like that guy. Because I fast twice a week and I give tithes and I, I got my stuff together. I'm a good Christian. That's the way we would say it. I mean, I'm not like that disgusting drug dealer or fill in the blank. And Jesus says, no, you're worse because they know how messed up they are. And every night they cry out for mercy. And you think, you're all that. Do you understand? Purity of heart. He, he talked about how, you know, to have a perfect heart before God just means that you acknowledge your sin and then you keep short accounts. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time as you tune in? As we continue to produce programs and spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and Tracy's here with the details. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is! 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, Tracy, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.